0: You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. Jenny Q, welcome back to the Brand Boost Podcast. Wow, what a day. What an episode yesterday, huh? What did you think oh about it? Oh my gosh,
1: I so loved it. There's so much I loved about it. And I couldn't help but envision like all of us doing karaoke with Gary Vee.
0: Uh, you know what? I totally did not expect Gary <laughs> V to say that he listened to karaoke. It was a question I totally was expecting a... Yeah, I don't do karaoke. It, it, I don't have time for it. And No, he, he had
1: it right there. He was like, boom, end of the road.
0: I wonder if he did a little bit of research on me and was like, this kid likes karaoke. He might ask me this question.
1: Right, right, right.
0: But it's kind of cool. He said he's only done it like twice, but still, it's his go-to. So end of the and road. And you wouldn't have
1: to search really very deeply to find out that you love karaoke.
0: That's, this is true as well. This is true as well.
1: <laughs> How many hours did you do karaoke on Meerkat back in the day?
0: Oh, uh, seven. <laughs> that, that was one. That was just one episode.
1: Right. Yeah, that, wow.
0: would, that would be called a waste of time if I were to tell Gary I did that. So hopefully he doesn't even know about it. Although he was <laughs> on the streams, that stream. So
1: oops, oops. <laughs> <laughs> jinx.
0: Ah, well, it was an amazing experience. But I want to hear your thoughts. Let's do a little recap of it, or maybe not even necessarily a recap. But uh, I'll take out my notes that were sitting on the the desk, Gary V's desk, the Ask Gary V desk,
1: the notebook that will never be destroyed.
0: Well, it can't. It cannot be destroyed. It's a leather bound notebook, so that's kind of cool, right?
1: Oh, but you know how, when, you know, how like if somebody kisses you on the cheek, you're like, oh, I'm never going to wash that cheek. And then you're like, okay, this notebook has been on Gary Vee's desk.
0: It's funny. My buddy, uh, it was the first time he met Gary V in San Diego, and he tweeted to Gary, I'll never wash my right hand again.
1: Exactly, he, exactly. It
0: was so funny, but. Um, you know I, I wanted to focus on the episode uh, There was a couple things I wanted to focus on And I, actually I'd love, to, I'd love to hear What you thought was like the main Thread of the episode Like, What did you think was the, the overall Takeaway if there was one big takeaway Ooh. What did you grab from it Or, or maybe hard. there was many maybe it was there was more were,
1: Yeah there's more than one but the overall Feeling that I got we saw a softer side Of Gary
0: Interesting, And I How liked so. that Now you watched the live behind the scenes correct it's
1: Correct Okay yeah, so Facebook Live when it was live. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you saw that. So you saw a little yeah. bit more than what the audio podcast listeners got to listen
1: okay, to. Okay, right, right. So, okay, so yeah, that would make a difference. But so. that's okay.
0: I mean, that's totally okay. I, I think I think the audio still represented what we experienced behind the scenes because, I mean, he was pretty chill, pretty relaxed the entire time. But, but tell me what, just go ahead and let, let's let the listeners get the Jenny Q breakdown
1: Boom, 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 boom. So boom, boom, I
0: boom, felt boom, like we saw
1: the softer, more human side of, of Gary. Not, not that he's not human all the time, but he kind of seemed more vulnerable. I think that's the mm-hmm. word. And more open and more, uh, more relating human to human. What I loved that when I was, uh, I even commented in the Facebook Live comment, Which the clarification that you made when you said, can you define hustle and hard work? Ah, yes. You know, that was really good because we do hear Hustle a lot from him. But what does he really mean by that? So I really, really liked that. I was like, that is a great clarification because his clarification was just um, really compelling. It's for people who are complaining. So he's not talking to every single person who's alive. Yeah. You know, he's Mm -hmm. talking to the ones who are complaining that their life isn't where they want it to be or their business isn't where they want it to be.
0: Yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the things he's been talking about lately are is about complaining, self-awareness, patience. And I, I know I brought that out to him. I was kind of like, Gary, I, I think I just said it. I was like, complaining, self-awareness, patience. Let's talk about yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's been a lot of what he has been talking about. And something I've been using when talking about the episode and promoting it is define your hustle right rather than because it's you it's very very difficult to understand what gary means if you watch snippets of him right if you don't know the whole story if you haven't read all his books if you only listen to the cuss words and think oh my god this guy drops you know a million you know, fuck from the stage and and whatnot. You just you shut yourself off to the message, and I think really digging deeper into what he means when he says things is is really really important. So defining that to me, that was like the biggest question. Like, how do you define hustle? And I think he defines hustle by telling people to define their own hustle. Mm, like that's truly mm-hmm. the message, right? And, um, I, you know, I didn't think of it until afterwards, but really that was the, th- that was the biggest takeaway for me. It was, hey, you don't have to live my life. You don't have to live my hustle. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not telling you you won't be successful if you don't do it this way. This is how I do it. This is what works for me. You go and choose the way it works for you.
1: Uh, yeah, and that came through really uh, profoundly in everything he was talking about. Like he's like I'm not going to judge the lazy people. I love that. He's like if they're lazy and they want to watch TV all day, good for them. Yeah. That's their life. You know. Yeah. And I don't think that comes across in his um in his rants, you know.
0: Well, I think well, I think it's also difficult for someone to go and it, it Yeah, it doesn't come off in his rants, but he can't clarify every time he rants. Of course and, not. And like, you know this, right? You can't clarify every time you go on a rant or any time you want to make a point. You can't go and like, okay, well, let me clarify so everyone doesn't get, you know, offended yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. And that is that is what I like about him. Um, you know, some people have said to me like, oh, there's no way you can go in and offend Gary because he's the master of offending others. And I'm like, well, I don't know if he, I don't know if he really offends others more so than just, people just don't listen. Like we said, people just don't listen to the message. So they instantly become a little butthurt. Um, Then there was, I know, there was a, so I asked the question you had asked me. Remember? Do you remember that? Do you remember the question you asked me About personal branding, yeah, about personal branding. So I I asked Gary, what is the biggest mistake people make with personal branding? What did you think of the answer and what, or what would you have wanted more from?
1: You know what? What I really liked about what he said about personal branding was, was when you brought out the, you said, is it narcissistic?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I did say that too. Narc- I said narcissism versus personal branding. And, and yeah. Versus, yeah.
1: And so that's the part that I really liked. He's like, yeah, any 44 year old's going to think it's narcissistic. Right. But that's not where our business culture is heading. So it's kind of on the cutting edge to develop a personal brand. True. Right? Yep. Anyway, what part of the answer did you like?
0: Um, you know, for me, it was the fact that people do look at it as narcissism like you just kind of, almost the same answer as what you just said yeah really it's that we don't look at it for what it is we look at it almost because we are yeah there's a lot of people that are kind of jealous well i'll say jealous almost you know i mean people well, yeah. watch gary vaynerchuk and they're like well i can't afford to have someone follow me around all day i can't right. afford to produce content all day i can't afford to do this all day long so i'm gonna say screw that guy and personal branding is stupid Well, you could say that again, but you're just complaining. I mean, why are you knocking his hustle? Why are you knocking that? And with personal branding, we really see, especially with Gary, I mean, Gary's probably the master of the personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. At least for non-celebrity type people, because every celebrity essentially is their own personal brand. But It's become more mainstream. We see the personal brand becoming more mainstream because of people like Gary Vaynerchuk that have built themselves completely from the ground up. There was no movie that he starred in. There was no, um, you know, he's not an athlete. He's not, you know, one of these people. So he truly started that personal brand from the ground up.
1: Right, right.
0: And, you know, the biggest mistake people make is believing that personal brand is either not important or believing that personal brands are nothing but narcissism because i think he did and, and now i'm wow now i'm drawing a blank on my own episode but I, i'm pretty sure he said yeah it is narcissistic then he say it? It, it straight up he's like it well, is
1: kind of at the end he kind of went around and said it depends on how you feel about the person that you're having a judgment about if you like them right 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 then okay. you're gonna say oh they've got a good healthy ego yes, and if yes, you don't yes. like you go oh they're full of it you yeah, know
0: okay that, and I, I actually I had that written down for for later, but I'm glad you brought it up now because I think that's so important too, right? We have so we so s- still biased and stereotypes, um, prejudices against people in general has not this has nothing to do with race or anything like that. But um, that was my biggest and that was my biggest thing with Gary Vaynerchuk. I didn't like him, so I thought he was full of, full of shit. This was when I first started hearing Gary Vaynerchuk in 2000. I don't know. 10 maybe it was or whenever I had first started hearing about him. Right. I was like this guy's full of shit. He's full of himself. Screw that. Now I I have a different mindset and I'm like, "Damn, this stuff is good. Like this is good stuff. This right. is really interesting stuff and it's it's information that so many people can benefit from, even if you don't agree with everything cuz I mean, listen, you're not no not everybody is going to agree with every single aspect of what he does. Um yeah.
1: And and what he says too can apply to any part of your life. It doesn't have to be just business.
0: Well, isn't that the truth too? Isn't that yeah. That's the truth.
1: Yeah. And that I think is where people miss it a lot. They think it's all about making the money.
0: Well, he never Here's the thing. He never talks about how much money you make. And he let off, I mean, we let off the episode saying maybe not let off, but within a couple minutes we let it right off and he said, I don't care if you make forty thousand dollars, four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, or eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy or you are happy with your life, that's all that matters. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much he's like, You can make eight million dollars be miserable, or you can make forty thousand and be the happiest person alive.
1: I loved that so much. I did. That was one of my favorite parts.
0: You know, or or you can make four hundred thousand and have Great work-life balance, whatever that means for you, you know. And and there's another thing that gets really misconstrued with him is the work-life balance. And um, on Monday, uh, Daily V thirty-four came out, and you'll see at the end there's about there's like two minutes dedicated to him at his brother's house watching the NFL draft. You know, because that's like that's so important for Gary. The NFL draft is a right. tradition. He does it with his brother. You know, they're huge Jets fans and whatnot, and. You know, whatever it is for you, whatever that work life balance is, you know, people say, well, you're, you know, he never shows family. This, and that, he doesn't, that there's a reason for it. You know, he doesn't mix that personal life. He keeps his kids and his wife out of that, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. he doesn't get enough credit for.
1: Mm hmm. That's a good point. That's a he great point. He doesn't
0: get enough credit for that. I love that. So, yeah, maybe he's on 24 7 for five days a week, but when he's off, he's off.
1: He's off. Right.
0: And, and many people cannot there not many 99.99% of the people out there cannot do that.
1: Right. Right. No, that's a really great point. But when you brought up the draft, it yeah. it brought it made me remember what else he said about the first first pick drafts um why they don't always work out and yeah. it's because they're drafted on talent. Mm-hmm. And not on work ethic. And I thought that was huge. It reminded me of, and here's a little known fact about me, um, I used to actually teach flute lessons. And I have a, I have I had,
0: a joke there, but I'm not going to say it.
1: <laughs> well, that's probably best. It, yeah. So, <laughs> because because I'm going in a very wholesome direction with this. Oh, <laughs> great. but I used to and so I was you know beginning flute lessons and so these cute little fifth grade girls would come in and and there was one who had such amazing talent like she was amazing right and she would never practice and then there was the other girl who was good enough but she practiced she did every assignment I gave her she came back every week you know when her practice chart was filled out and everything was done uh, correctly, and of course, you know the end of the story is by the end of the year, the one who worked hard exceeded the one who started with all of the talent. Yeah, uh, and it's a simple story, but it's mm-hmm. instructional.
0: Well, he all I'm. I mean, he says this. He says this, but he also said this on my podcast. You know, on the episode of the podcast where, um, hard work. You know, talent. You can't. You can't. Train talent like he was talking about Amy because Amy was in the room and he was talking about her singing he's like I will never have the talent to sing like Amy like I I wasn't born with that talent I don't have that talent but I can work hard you know no or he said no matter how hard you work for that he'll never have that voice right so there's certain things like talent that you're not given but you can't be born with hard work that's I think that was the point he was making like you can't be born with that you can't that's not something you can like you have to it's either you do or you don't there's no like oh well I was I was gifted with hard work well you're not gifted with hard work like you need to bust your ass and do whatever it is you want to do right and and I, I think it's I think it's so interesting that people can misconstrue that working hard means 90 hour 90 hours a day do nothing else but your work and make money like and we, I still hear this from people constantly, like, oh, well, Gary's message is just about working your face off until you can't work anymore and make as much money as possible so that you can buy the Jets. And I'm like, no, not at all. In fact, his goal is not to buy the Jets. People don't listen to, I don't know if you know this. I but did hear
1: that. I just heard it he, on the, his last yeah, last week or something. Yeah. It's
0: not... The goal is not to buy the Jets. The goal is the pursuit of buying the Jets. Like the fact that he's in pursuit of it, he loves the the game or the chase of uh-huh. buying, of potentially buying the Jets. And he, I think he even said, like, I don't know if this was a a blog or something, but it was like, once I get the Jets, I don't know if I'll like, I don't know if that'll be the end. Like I'll probably be miserable. And I'm, you know, I'm the same way. Like, I, I when I I love the. Like planning a vacation or planning a trip or something like that, but then right. when I then when I do it, I'm kind of like, oh, great, it's over now. Now, like now, what? You know, it's almost like the, the it's more interesting to me to, to be planning and to
1: so it's the creative pursue. process,
0: right? So it, yeah. it it was interesting to hear Gary say that, but um, and I know he didn't mention it necessarily directly in, in the podcast, but for those of you that are listening to this, there's a lot of Gary information that I really recommend you go check out this is not an ass kissing session for Gary but this is just Jenny and I kind of breaking down the episode a little bit what we took from it what we drew from it um, th- there's a ton of content out there and, and if you maybe were turned off by Gary at any point in your career or your life you know step back for a second and don't look at it as because I, I never I've never really I started to understand this but he's not like barking at you even though that's the kind of the behavior looks like that's what it is like barking at people it's really not and i don't even like to say barking at you because that makes it sound really abrasive It's, it's more like i'm a loud individual i'm an eastern european like this is the way we talk this is the way we do things and if you don't like it Tough luck, but there's plenty of people that do want to listen to it, and like you said, there's plenty of people that could take a lot of the advice and go um, and use it in some other aspect of their life, not just work, not just work. I mean, right, I, and I believe right, he right, even right. mentioned it, even relationships. He said relationships doesn't matter what it is, like hard work. So that was you know that to me that was interesting. What um what did you think about now? Have you read Thank You Economy?
1: I did not. And okay. when you were when you were in that you know doing the interview i was like oh dang and he, and it was cute how he said he probably loves being called cute but how he said it, it's like the the middle child of his you know book it's uh, by far
0: the best book i believe of all his books and yeah, I've got it to check it out. was the least promoted which right. he said um it's it's a great it's i don't know to me i listened to it on audible shout out audible uh it, to me, it was just – it was something – and if you think about when he wrote it, which is 2011 or 2010, 2011? I don't remember exactly when it came out. But if you think about it when he wrote it, and you'll hear some of the things that he pre- like, kind of predicts without actually coming out and predicting. And we look at the landscape of social now. Right. And you look at how far we come from social in 2011. You're just like, wow. Um, he wasn't really far off at all. And he talks about human-to-human connections. He talks about – uh, brands needing to really change the way they're doing things on, especially social, crazy amazing book. I mean, I loved it, and there was my favorite, my favorite part of the book. And I and I was glad I got to tell him what it, what it was. But he said, actually, there's was two things. He said, hang out with some ninety-year-old business people. Yeah, that's cool advice. He said, modern marketers take the approach of whatever this stuff is dumb what's the roi he said older guys will tell you how awesome this stuff really is Uh and uh yeah like to me that's crazy because social could you imagine what some of the real innovators or founding i'll say i want to say founding fathers but not really but like if you look at the rockefellers the ford you know ford um Carnegie, all those people who built this country. Could you imagine like if social was around that? Like if they had social, like they would think this stuff was the coolest stuff. Yeah. The coolest thing ever. And I think we take it for granted because we I mean, you and I didn't grow up with social in our pockets, but the kids now are, are growing up with it. And like, we've had it now for long enough and we're so involved in it that we might take it for granted. But could you imagine having this at earlier stage of our lives? Like, I mean, I can't. I can't even picture what it was like for these kids to grow up. And I mean, they don't even know what paper is. I can't imagine that.
1: No, I honestly, I can't.
0: But I could see how powerful it can be for them. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, Yeah. And then, then, oh, and then the other part of the book that I really liked was he says that now Michael Phelps was, you know, huge at that point. Right. In 2011. He says, right. Get started. You don't have to be Michael Phelps. Just put the bathing suit on
1: boom. Right? Like, I love it. Start where you are with what you have and get going.
0: Just, I mean, just jump in the pool, right? Or just whatever, whatever it might be, whatever analogy works for you. Uh, Those were my favorite parts, at least, like I said, thank you, economy, great book. But I'm glad I got to tell him that to me, that was a a big part of it. And um,
1: there were there were a couple things that really stood out to me that yeah, um, if ahead. I can talk, if I can talk about him, it, because if for people who heard the podcast, they wouldn't be able to observe these, mm-hmm. um, because it was just from watching the video. One thing that I thought was super cool um, was w- you were already seated when he walked in, yes, and and I noticed you were in his his traditional seat. You yep. were where he normally sits. I did, and I don't think that was an accident.
0: Nope.
1: No, I, I I'm like
0: I, I actually cool, I Vincenzo, asked D Rock. I said D Rock or er, India, one of the two. And I said. Uh, where? Where does? Where does he? Which? Which seat is actually the one he usually sits in? They're like that one. I was like, he's not gonna care. Nope. All right, I'm sitting right here. I wanted yeah. to. It. it was cool. It was a little, cool little photo op. It was op cool. And, but that was interesting. And you know what was really cool is when he walks in and his trainer, you know, Mike walked in and Mike drops three yogurts on him.
1: I three, know it.
0: He's like, here, here, here you go. Now I didn't know, and I wasn't upset. Some people were like, "Oh, you in the live stream, you look like you you were upset. They didn't bring you any." I'm like, "What?" I was like, "Not at all. I was just I was a little taken back. I had no idea, you know." But I found, I mean, he didn't eat all day at that point, so that's like all he had eaten. He had coffee, and that was it. And then he has three yogurt. He had three yogurts. So, uh, but that at that point kind of put me at ease a little more because i knew yeah. that it was like it was more chill it was more relaxed
1: yeah. no because then uh, when he walked in, to his credit you said am i in your seat he said no no you're perfect or whatever oh something. i did
0: say that you're right
1: you're yeah right. yeah and i loved it i loved that he he was 100 okay with it there was no ego at all and then watching him eat the yogurt i'm like oh there's the part about the hustle in real life i mean how many of us schedule time to eat and we're not going to eat while we're being interviewed because we're being interviewed, you know? No, mm-hmm. you've got to eat and you've got to be interviewed. There's the hustle in living color right there, you know? But what was
0: really amazing to me was the fact that I never felt like I was just some other person in the room. Either. Mm-hmm. I, I really felt like he gave a shit that I, that it was me and that Amy was on the other side of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, yeah, he, you know, he he was he was looking around because it now if you've never been to the VaynerMedia offices, um, it, it's wide open and all the conference rooms are all glass. So you could they're completely see through. So there was people walking in and out and, you know, they were like looking at him or whatever. And he was he shot a couple winks. and But I never felt like he wasn't paying attention.
1: Right. And that came across, too, as a viewer. I felt like he was really present with you and he really cared about this interview that he wanted to give you his best
0: yeah, and I—I I mean, I was very happy. I was very happy with the answers he get, you know, with the way he responded to me. I—I um, I mean, I'll be honest with you and everyone that's listening. I there were some questions I wish I had asked him. There was a, oh yeah, there was a few things I kind of, I. You know, it's interesting because, and people may or may not realize this. I didn't know how long I was going to have. I, I had no idea I was going to get. 30 minutes with him yeah and i jokingly i said to amy on like on the live stream i said i'm we're gonna get 37 seconds with this guy like i had no expectation right um and and then india was like you've got 20 she's like you got 30 minutes she's like 20 30 minutes i was like okay and i think that's why i asked gary the karaoke question around 20 minutes because i figured we were wrapping it up and then he kept going and i'm like Nice. That left an impression on me. I mean, that yeah. really did because I was like, "Oh wow, he he's continuing this at this point." I was like, "That's cool. That's really very cool. nice." So it, to me, I, I was very happy. And then uh, for those of you that were following me on Snapchat, that was that were wondering what I was giving Gary. A lot of people were like, "You're going to bring him bananas," and I'm like, "No, no, no. I brought him a bottle of homemade wine." Nice. Uh, which I think gave me more joy to give it to him. <laughs> I was right, like, "This right, is right. cool." It was uh, that that was yeah. It was so if. I don't know if I've talked – I don't even know if I've talked about this enough on the podcast, but I make wine uh, with my my family. I've been doing it for – I mean, ever since I was a – I could walk. I was making wine with my father and grandfather and, and my brother and whatnot. But uh, so it was nice to give somebody – Very cool. Who, you know what it is? Because oftentimes people ask for wine that don't really know anything about wine or care. Don't ca- know wine ca- right. I, You don't even have to know wine, but like they don't care about wine. And, um, you know, Gary obviously knows a ton about it. So – I don't know. It was just it was it was different. It was like, wow, I get to Here you go. You get you get a chance no, to No, I like, thought it
1: was cool. My guess uh, was you were going to take him some Steelers uh No, you know, I thought I know. thought about
0: doing something like that, but I'm like, what? He's just going to throw it out cuz he doesn't like the Steelers. You know what I mean? Like
1: Right, right, right.
0: a banana he's going to eat, but you know, the wine. No, I thought that was
1: perfect. Yeah, whatever. Was perfect. So it was
0: cool, but I really it was it was an amazing experience. Uh an amazing amazing experience. It was something that was it was definitely a a checklist it was a bucket list item very nice for the podcast um you know having the opportunity to talk to gary like that was you know i don't get starstruck i don't get awestruck by people i mean you Uh know this about me i really don't like it doesn't but I i was i was nervous i was definitely nervous and it wasn't nervous because i was like oh gary's in the room it was more nervous because i was like Am I gonna ask the right questions? What people don't realize is Drock was right next to me with this massive camera lens, like r- hovering over my shoulder, pretty much. Amy had the live stream going, and she was recording on our camera. So I was like, "Okay, that's happening. I gotta make sure the live stream viewers are happy with what comes out. You know, make sure that they're getting something worthwhile. Right, right, right. And and then. Hopefully I don't say anything stupid where I can't then I'm not I wanted to be on Daily V and, and so we were on Daily V thirty three, which is really cool. Very cool. Um so overall I was very happy with the experience. Very, very happy with the experience. It was it was really, really good.
1: I thought it was great. I loved it. It was definitely a feel good yeah. uh, interview. You know, at the end it was like, oh wow. And there was real content and stuff that um and I, I felt this way and I saw other people commenting uh, that that you brought stuff out of Gary that we hadn't heard other places
0: yeah and i think diehard gary fans have probably heard it somewhere but for and that's the thing not every like people don't realize not everybody's a gary fan right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what was a huge win for me was when my uncle my uncle called me up who's an immigrant entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and he was like i watched and my uncle same thing my uncle's like he run, He is just like Gary. I mean, it's like nonstop, hundred miles an hour. Doesn't have time to you know watch TV. Doesn't have time to do all this stuff. And he watched the Gary interview. And he's like, "Hey, I'm you know, I'm really proud of you. You did a really good job. Uh, you know now I now I realized who Gary is. So he he did he ended up looking up a little bit about Gary to find out like why is it a big deal. And and then my cousin called me up. She's an attorney, and she's an amazing person. But she, you know, she's kind of. She went to college. Obviously, she went to law school, and she's practicing law. So, she's got the the mentality of you need to go to school and do all that kind of stuff, which, mm-hmm, is, which mm-hmm. is fine. There's nothing wrong with that mentality. But um, she, te- you know, sends me a text message and it was like. I just spent forty five minutes watching a Gary Vee video. She didn't even watch mine. Mine. <laughs> she saw my post. She saw she saw my little teasers that I put out there. But she actually went and looked up Gary Vee and watched some she was watching his videos. She's like, wow. This she's like, I wish I knew. She's like, I wish I paid more attention to the stuff you post about, you know, what you do because I would have come I would have wanted to come with you. Oh wow. So to me that was a big win because yeah. I got two people that aren't necessarily
1: In the marketing. I don't want to say, Mm
0: -hmm. but interested in like all the stuff Mm -hmm. that I post and do, which is fine because I don't expect everyone to. And for them to be like, wow, that was actually really interesting. Like this is, these are the types of people that you kind of are involved with. That to me was a bigger win than than anything. So that was my biggest takeaway at the end of the day.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. Well,
0: I appreciate you for watching and I know that uh, you're joining me again tomorrow. This is like Jenny Q week. Lucky me. Yeah. So tomorrow. So tomorrow we're gonna have a little bit of a special. Uh, Jenny's gonna interview me, which has, yes, which has not been done on this podcast before awesome so we will uh you guys can tune into that tomorrow uh be sure to reach out to jenny and i at jenny q on twitter and at vincenzo landino if you have questions comments or just want to chit chat those are the places you can reach out to us and you can obviously find us pretty much anywhere else links in the show notes until tomorrow ciao
1: this has been a vincenzolandino.com production thank you for listening If you enjoy the Brand Boost Podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.